0: Welcome to the Actors' Wish Podcast. My name is Sarah Heiwe Rahimova, and I am an international actress, writer, and teacher. Today, let me be your scene partner. Let this podcast be your laboratory. And in this space, let your wish run free. I know you're ready to peel your layers, take risks, and open yourself to new levels of artistic discovery. Consider this your weekly dose of inspiration, technique and community where actors support one another. Together we can explore our wishes beyond the classroom, beyond the audition room, beyond the stage and the screen and cultivate a rich, vibrant, ongoing creative life. Let's turn down our brains, trust our bodies, activate our inner resources, and find joy in the process. Together, let's take the leap from actor to artist. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to today's episode. Welcome back. Thank you for sharing your time with me. Thank you for opening your heart. Thank you for being here. I always love to start with a check-in because we're talking about things perhaps you have considered or have never considered and to build this connection, to build this bond, I want to be able to feel you as well. So how was last week's episode for you? Did anything come up when I spoke about the ensemble? Was anything uh, particularly moving or touching or inspiring for you? I say this every time, but this is a collaboration, this is a dialogue, and I'm so deeply interested in, in how these ideas and concepts and techniques affect you, and how we can move forward together. So yeah, I love these little check-ins. <laughs> so today, today is a very exciting day on the Actors Wish podcast because, oh man, I don't know if you can hear the buzzing in my voice because that's how excited I am. But today, we have our first guest! We have our first guest, and I'm going to let you guess who this guest is. Okay, that was enough time to guess. It is my partner in life and on stage, Akmal Rakimov. He's here! He's live!
1: (laughs) Well, hello, everyone. And (laughs) thank you, Sarah Haywood, for having me. On your podcast today. Uh, it's very exciting to be here. I mean, to be in my own apartment. <laughs> <laughs> to be in our own apartment in own quarantine. Apartment, yes. But uh, uh, yeah, um, I'm ready. Hopefully this is going to be uh, helpful and exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Let's begin.
0: Let's begin, baby. And also, just a side note, we're working over one microphone. So thank you for your patience in terms of um, perhaps different volumes or things like that. We're kind of bending in and out. So it's a cool kind of dance. Actually, yeah. we found a rhythm. <laughs> so this works. <laughs> I, I,
1: I, I hope you can. I mean, I wish you could he, uh, see us right now.
0: Oh, cause... yeah. We need a camera at one point. We're, we're yeah. swaying side, anyway. side to side. It's great. Awesome. Okay. So the focus of today's episode is feeling of the partner. Oh, this is so fundamental, so vital to our process. And really, it is the beginning of the ensemble, right? I, I wanted to tr- introduce the umbrella of the ensemble and then zoom in, narrow in into the mechanics of what makes it. and A fundamental principle is feeling of the partner. So before we fully, fully dive into that, I want to open the floor for you to get to know Akmal a little bit and he can share some of his stories. So Akmal, where are you from?
1: Well, I'm from um, Tashkent, Uzbekistan. I moved to New York in 2014. That would be six years ago. And um, yeah, basically from Tashkent, uh, it's the capital of Uzbekistan. Um, I grew up and raised in Tashkent in a sunny Tashkent. Yeah, it's a very sunny country. I mean, we have all these seasons, but uh, the sun is very strong in the summer. So I kind of miss that in New York. So yeah, uh, and six years ago, I moved here to New York and since then it's been a great journey um for my artistic grow for my personal grow and just to be here and explore this new world which feels familiar and at the same time feels very different different and uh, unfamiliar so it's a good uh, way of learning and experiencing and opening your mind to a completely new and different world. Well, yeah.
0: (laughs) That's, That's awesome. That's wonderful. And I wanted to also touch upon how you came into theater, how you became an actor. Was it a childhood dream? Was it something you stumbled into and just fell in love with? What was your path into the arts? Um, or the performing arts, rather, There's, <laughs> the living <laughs> arts. <laughs> uh,
1: it wasn't definitely my childhood um, dream. Or you know, when you know, when you're a child, you kind of know, or your parents tell you, "Oh my God, you're going to be an actor because you have this um, um, talent uh, to just perform and be someone else, and you you're doing it so great." No, I never had that. And, I would lock myself in the room and just uh, play music and dance and uh, kind of perform or record my own voice. Um, That was my, I guess it was the beginning, but I never thought that could lead to something bigger. That was what I wanted. It was just a thing that I did. It was... um, just it was interesting to me, so that's why I kept doing it. Yeah, I would lock myself, dance, sing, but I was always conscious about if someone is looking <laughs> at me. So I would uh, close all the uh, windows and just uh, shut all the uh, the uh, blinds, blinds and everything, just to make sure that no one is looking. I was very conscious about. Uh, it was kind of a private world to me that no one can see only myself can be in that world it was an escape actually I guess uh, to me just from outside world where uh, people or your friends or adults your parents uh, cannot understand you but that private time whatever it was like 10 minutes or two hours that was where i was free and uh, i built my uh sorry i didn't build but i guess i try to find myself and just it was my um uh, freedom my yeah freedom
0: <laughs> that's so beautiful you created just by creating that space for yourself to explore
1: yeah and then so yeah that was i guess the beginning of everything but then um but i always wanted to be a uh, i guess in school our teachers would ask us what do you want to be when you grow up i would always write or uh, tell them that i want to be a singer because i had this um, um um natural talent and yes my parents my relatives would all always ask me to sing and I would sing and it would be like oh my god you're gonna be a great singer so this (laughs) is what you should do and I wanted to be and when the time came when I was like seven or eight years old when I started going to school I discovered this um, music school Um, and I wanted to be in that music school and learn how to sing maybe learn how to play piano but unfortunately, um, we weren't able to afford um, to, uh,
0: the tuition.
1: Tuition, and yes, for me to be in that school, and I kind of uh, accepted it because uh, I felt that I that that I should be instead of uh, pushing my parents to find the money and. Uh, Give me what I want. I instead of I, I try to understand them why um, they could not afford, it. and so I had to act like an adult and just um, swallow that dream and just carry on with my life. And um, yeah, it and it just that dream, that small idea, just fade away over time, and then
0: heartbreaking well yeah
1: it is it is heartbreaking but also if you look at bright side if i went to that school and i learned how to play piano i would probably be a good singer and i would be a good piano player but i wouldn't be what i am right now
0: and that's a beautiful angle
1: so <laughs> always look at the bright side right no matter what happens in your life try to look at a bright side and just, um, yeah. So I see it as a good thing. So, because I'm here now and I have so much more possibilities mm. and the world is just bigger and I have, uh, uh, I have a voice and I have chances and I have opportunities. So, yeah.
0: Wow, and I—I th- I think I mean just the idea of you having to swallow that dream and be an adult at what age—nine, ten? Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. Prof- that's intense. I—I I know most kids. I mean, I certainly couldn't have done that.
1: Uh, that's... yeah, maybe. Well, I don't know. I guess maybe that's what I think I did. Maybe <laughs> back then I was different. I don't remember. <laughs> Well, but I certainly didn't cry or, um, you know, just, um, no, I did not do any of those. I just accepted it.
0: Well, I I must say I'm in a very lucky position because I get to hear sing all the time and it is a treat for one's ears and soul. It is, it's incredible and I don't know this as deeply as you do, but the tradition of Uzbek folk music and the importance of that and the traditions and it's so rich and and to hear him sing while he's cooking or in the shower is an absolute delight. So, thank you for all the singing you still do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, I I still
1: like it. I mean, I still love it. Yeah. Well, going back to your question, um, so yes, basically, I carry on with my life I finished school and then it was time to decide what am I gonna do with my life what college am I gonna go to and I had a couple of options and one of the option was uh, be an actor yeah so (laughs) uh, it was the college was very close to where I live lived so that could be one of the factors that I chose to be an actor because it was just the commute. So I don't want to travel long distance. I, it was just like 25 minutes of walk. Uh, but also, uh, when I told my uncle that I wanted to be an actor, he was very supportive. And he said, I am very glad you're, that you're choosing to be an actor rather than be a doctor or be uh, maybe a detective like himself because that was my other option. Maybe I'll be a detective or investigator like my uncle. And he said, I'm very glad that you chose to be an actor because I see you as an actor. And to me, his approval was very important because he's my idol. Uh, he's the person who I look up, look and looked up when I was growing up. So very smart, very handsome, very charismatic and very um, generous and kind person. So I I said, yes, so I'll do it. So I'll be an actor (laughs) then somehow. And then I found a guy who was in that college who uh, happened to be our neighbor. Um, And then he kind of gave me a monologue. He was like, he trained me a little bit. He gave me some tips, what to do in uh, like exams. And I gathered, gathered my all documents. I went to the college. I passed the exam somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then I, yes, I was a college student all of a sudden and three years for three years. I studied for free. Yes.
0: Free education.
1: A free education. <laughs> yes. Always. Because I was good. I, w- I did good ex- at exams. So uh, they offered me a free education. Wow. Uh, the government paid you uh, paid me. Um, yeah. Basically. Yeah. Three years. Uh, and this is how I started my acting uh, career. Uh, not a career. Sorry. My acting journey, I would say kind of officially started my acting journey. Um, Yeah, Uh, that's how I came into the world of uh, acting.
0: So you got your college degree and then you moved on to higher kind of study.
1: Yes, after finishing, uh, after graduating from college, as any uh, right, student i went to university for acting and unfortunately i failed (laughs) (laughs) I, i failed there were two exams the first exam was where you perform where you show your monologue the acting exam on that exam i got the highest number but the second exam was where you they give you a test Uh, they test your uh, knowledge in uh of history um literature and some other i don't remember well my behavior in that on that exam was very i didn't understand why we need that particular exam Mm. You know, it's it's something where you can grow and grow and grow. There is no limit of learning about history or... It, there is no limit of learning about anything. So, instead of... They give us three hours. Usually, they give you uh, three hours to complete the test. First two hours, I slept. Oh, my God. <laughs> I guess it was kind of me showing them that... I don't want to do it because it's stupid.
0: Oh my gosh. I've never, it's funny doing these things. I learn stuff and details (laughs) about you all the time. So
1: the first two hours I slept and then I was like, well, I guess I have to do it. I just crossed any letters. Wow.
0: But I, I can relate to that too. I mean, I remember being encouraged to go to a liberal arts school and get that wholesome education. And of course, there is importance in it. But just the way that it's gone about, I just remember lots of kind of boxes and multiple choice. And, and especially for creative people, we don't fit in a box. We're we're very, we, we don't only think outside the box. We take the box, tear it up, and turn it into something new. We get rid of the box and we make our own. So.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so that, that's why I failed <laughs> the exam. And then, well, I did not do, uh, I'm sorry, I did not know what to do next. And then uh, my teacher from college, who I admire and I'm very thankful for her because she was very great in college, teaching me something completely different. She always saw potential in me and then she called me she asked me if i passed the exam i said no she was like well don't worry i'll take you to a theater where i know a a, a, a guy who uh, i taught acting who works who's the artistic director of that theater and we will try to and they're uh, they're having a, they were having a- an entrance exam uh for that theater and then um yeah she took me there and i talked to the artistic director so he told me to to come every day and watch the perform performances and plays because he wanted me to know what i'm getting into (laughs) (laughs)
0: it's very different (laughs)
1: because it was very different and since i've never been to that theater he said it would be very helpful for you to have an idea what we do so please come every day you don't have to pay for ticket just come every day see and just learn and watch learn the style and see the style and then if you like it yes we'll welcome we'll welcome you and then we'll have the exams and then you if you see the potential in you then we'll be happy to to accept you as one of our students yeah anyway
0: and this happened because i had a different kind of lineup to get to the ill home Mm. uh I think I touched upon this in my artistic journey episode, episode two, about how before I was set to fly there, the studio, the seventh studio was canceled. <laughs> but this, but this might, this was probably after it was back up and running because they got enough students. Yes. But you almost didn't go, uh, which is crazy. No, uh, uh,
1: Yes, I guess, because I, I was very, actually I was very, very, very lucky. Um, yeah i saw the place i was immediately in love with the style with the freedom that they have mm. just it was completely different out of the world that i was living in it was small space the capacity of the audience is 200 people but the energy that small space carries. Oh my god. It's huge. And to me to experience that and see that, I was like, wow. I don't know how my, how am I going to do it, but
2: I want to do it. So,
1: um I think it was like a month later the artistic director called me. He said, "Well, we're ready to see you. Please come." this day at this time and we'll prepare a monologue song and we'll be ready for you
0: so you got to sing <laughs> <laughs> you're singing dreams uh,
1: i did i did, I did. <laughs> yes and then uh yeah uh it was i think it was uh september 12th or 11th i don't remember no i, I It was september 11th because september 12th it's when the uh, uh, school started, so it was a day before I came to the theater and I see students already cleaning the school, and I was like, Wow, so i didn't have to do that <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh, that's so cool I'll, be just, I'll I'll just come in and everything will be ready because they already decided uh on students and they had the uh, the studio but <clears throat> Uh, i'm I'm just saying i'm lucky yes and then i went to the went on the stage i performed a monologue i performed a song i performed a poetry and then uh artistic director told me that would you wait for uh for us to decide uh just wait uh upstairs and i waited for maybe a 10 minutes and then he came up
2: he come up and came came to me and told me that you know what we see a potential in you and i think you will be a good fit so tomorrow the school is starting so please don't be late <laughs> i was like wow that was so it was so weird because it wasn't official it was just so easy Like an acting, Mm. you don't make it
1: too complicated. It was was so easy, and he just told me, "Yeah, just come tomorrow at 9 a.m. Just be ready."
2: I was like, "Okay," and my first question was like,
1: "What the uh, official uniform I I must wear?" Because in college I used to wear black shirt and I mean I, I apologize, white shirt and black pants. That was the official uniform of the college. And in school, and I kind of was I, I, I was taught to wear that, and he was like, "There is no such thing in here. You can wear whatever you want." And that was the first freedom that
2: I felt that this theater had offered me. First small freedom that I can come to this theater and just wear whatever I want, whatever is comfortable for you. I was like, wow. Yeah. So, (laughs) I guess that was my second um, uh, journey. Uh, It was was a higher. Mm. Yes, and that was um, my higher journey in my acting life, acting career,
0: yeah. Before before all this, this stuff got started over here, this side of the, the globe, but I wanted to touch upon two things because one of them is really the perfect segue into the, the essence of what we're exploring today. But I first wanted to say I remember... I remember not asking what I have to wear and then showing up and being told I can only wear black. And I didn't have any ballet clothes. I didn't have anything like that. And I had just this black shirt with white polka dots. And I just remember putting it on. And this is when I just spoke barely any Russian. And all the girls were just looking at me going like, like, You can't wear that. You can't have (laughs) polka dots. It has to be solid black. But I think you're also referring to how you can just be. Like you don't, you can come in your, your clothes that make you feel Well, better.
1: all black was the uniform when you're in school, when you're in the room. Mm. But there is also uniform when you enter the building.
2: Oh, like yes. It,
1: that's, what, that's, what I, that's what I meant. When you're entering building in college, in school, it was white shirt, black pants. And then you go to, your, to the room and then you switch and change your uh, clothes. But that wasn't the deal with Ilkom. He said, you can come and there is no uniform. And in school, yes, you had to wear all black. Yes.
0: Wow, I love that. That's, that's fascinating. <laughs> that's really cool. I, n- I never considered it that way because I've never had to wear a uniform. That's really interesting. So I want to go back to the moment you mentioned that you saw your new classmates, your new partners cleaning, because this is a wonderful principle that the Oak Home instills in its students from early on. Number one is respect for your space, right? Like we were in charge of our space. We had to keep it neat, keep it tidy. We had to love our space. And then... Obviously, scrub and sweep and clean it. (laughs) And secondly, from the beginning, that teaches you feeling of the partner, attention on the partner. So for instance, for our six day school week, Monday to Saturday, two of us would be assigned to each day. So I was with our classmate Gemma on Saturdays, like the end of the week. And we would come in an hour early to clean the school. So tidying up, dusting, sweeping, mopping. And if I was for some reason late or Gemma was late, we were already disrespecting our partners. We were already uh Being quite selfish because what right do I have to show up late when other people are depending on me? And then that also extends to me laughing because you were always late. No,
1: no, 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 because I was disrespected by my cleaning partner all three years.
0: Oh, honestly. I forget who it was.
1: Oh, it doesn't matter. But it was just funny. I would clean and she would come 15 minutes before the class Mm -hmm. starts. No, no, it was Lena. (laughs) <laughs> she, would, she would just bow bow at me she would be like i'm sorry i'm sorry i know i'm late i'm not gonna do it anymore next time i'll be on time uh-huh <laughs> next time she's late again Also, <laughs> but it was fun you know i mean uh, yeah i cleaned it uh but she did help me though she but that was still so, that was very sweet of hers coming
0: Coming for at least 15 I mean, minutes.
2: Honestly, uh, well, it's, it's
0: true, though. You learn well, these details so well. about people. You learn their flaws and their strengths very intimately and how it affects, you know, the certain scene you're in or your relationship as a whole. Because, for instance, if no partner came at all and the school was a mess, we would be tumbling on that floor. We'd be doing tendus and rond de gens and all that stuff. And, like, dust would come up, dirt, filth. And it'd be on us and people would be like, what are you doing? Why aren't you like, why are you disrespecting our 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 group? So I really think I forgot about that. I really think that's a perfect segue into our focus of today's episode, which is focus on the partner, attention for the partner, existing on stage for the partner. This is a vital principle of the Ilkholm School. And we're taught early on. We're taught before we we do anything, basically. I think. It was our work with the partner that set the foundation for everything. So I want to ask Akmal, why why do you feel it's so important to give that kind of love to the partner and to develop this bond so early?
1: Well, because um, I think it's not because it's not about you on the stage, you know. Um, it's about a it's about ensemble it's about your partner partners so um, the importance of uh, feeling your partner and learning about your partner throughout the um, uh, exercises it's important because you learn how to connect with your partner on a different level You can, you learn how to connect with your partner by just looking at them. Mm -hmm. And that was very important. It was very important closing your eyes and finding your partner. Or closing your eyes, uh, doing things at the same time. Because it's about feelings. It's your senses,
0: senses,
1: Mm -hmm. you know. It's not just looking at your partner or hearing him. It's feeling your partner.
0: Yes, Yes, I love what you brought up that you are required to connect with your partner by turning on different resources. So we really explored this bond and relationship in many ways, right? We had uh, exercises with our gaze that started with the gaze. But I remember our teachers saying over time, you'll learn to see your partners without actually looking at them. Like you can feel them, see them from behind your head or or your spine or something like that. But I also remember uh, learning each other in different energy exercises and building and, and connecting these invisible threads between us and moving together. Exploring space rhythmically in synchronicity, but without the benefit of the gaze, or it would be an auditory exploration, or we just had to turn on all of our senses to build this connection. And I mean, I think you'd agree that when you are developing this space of trust and safety, you really explore new levels, right?
1: because you trust you want to trust your partner you want to trust it's it's like you know it's like being in the war um you you trust your comrades that they will they will protect you in some ways you know it's not a one person game Mm. you know you don't want to be just a person who just one, to be on the stage and take all attention. You know, it's too selfish. You want to share your knowledge and everything with your partner. And you learn a lot from your partner. And you challenge each other on the stage sometimes. And every day, every time is different because every time you bring different energy and your you the performance becomes different because you brought that different energy or your partner brought that different energy and then you have to maybe adapt to it or maybe you are trying to be against that energy but there's always something that keeps you alive on the stage so that's why feeling your partner is very important.
0: That's, that's yeah. wonderful. I, a thought came to me as well that in, in the reflection of the partner, I, I learn myself in ways I, I could have never before. And I want to touch upon a specific exercise. This is one. Akmal and I did early on and I remember seeing him and being very intrigued by this guy he's very was very shy and quiet but there was something something in his eyes I can't describe it anything besides a smolder like he just had this charisma emanating from his pores effortlessly like he would do things effortlessly I've said it before but he's one of the most naturally talented artists I've ever met in my life it's just in his blood. Uh, so the singing really was a beautiful expression of that early on. <laughs> but I wanna turn to the exercise we did, which was mirror. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure some of you perhaps have explored this exercise. I know I did when I was like at my six-year-old birthday party. Like my dad would teach, play drama games. It was so funny. Uh, but this went deeper. So this was my first exercise one-on-one with Akamai. And thankfully, we didn't have to communicate because we certainly didn't have that capacity. Like I didn't speak Russian or Uzbek. He didn't speak English. But this exercise was all about the gaze and mirroring not only gestures, but the mood, the, the emotional condition of the partner. And we had to kind of, toss back and forth who is leading, who is following, and how that kind of dynamic language develops. And I think, I mean, what I felt in that exercise, I remember being very surprised by you, how you could shift between modalities of mood so effortlessly and so quickly, and how that kept me on my toes, like feeling something maybe more dense and heavy moving to something lighter and silly and just the fluctuation of that but i remember this little wave you gave to me at the end before before um our our teacher told us to stop and i think that was the first time I, i just remember that exercise so clearly because we already began to develop a language between us. We found new ways to communicate besides language or outside the box of language. And we began to really expand our invisible threads. Do you remember that experience?
1: To be real, I really liked Sarah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I was-
1: (laughs) She did not know that. (laughs) she may have felt it (laughs) but the first time i saw her when she entered the classroom waving at us with her eyes wide open just being like what the hell
2: am i doing
0: now this episode is explicit
1: (laughs) so but yeah basically i really like her so um i guess my energy some somehow she felt my energy or my feelings so
0: i i, did, I mean honestly i didn't feel a, a romantic anything i was kind of just oh. out of my <laughs> 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 not at that point i don't think my mind was even <laughs> open to it but i remember just really feeling that kind of warmth and deep connection and safety around you even if i couldn't fully articulate it uh yeah
1: because because i wanted to like protect like i'll protect you she would eat like <laughs> bread and cucumbers for lunch i was like this girl either have a very strict diet or 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 what because i thought she has a like strict diet so that's how probably she's from america she eats that just cucumber and Bread.
0: Hey, I didn't have carrots.
1: No carrots. Yeah, but still vegetables (laughs) and bread. I was like, I would would offer her my food, which was like you know meat and dough and stuff, and she would eat it. I was like, okay, so it's not the diet, I guess.
0: No, I didn't know how to (laughs) shop. I didn't know how to talk. I basically gestured and kept my eyes down.
1: But I, yeah, I guess I felt that I wanted to somehow, somehow protect you and just, you know, just show that i'm here for you
0: oh yes. that's beautiful that's so,
1: so i that connection and i yeah,
0: yeah yeah i think it's a a really
1: oh, and i did succeed
0: <laughs> 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 well i think it's a, a a testament to the journey of maybe we should
1: do another episode of on that subject,
0: on that subject, uh, like our
1: relationship and stuff,
0: okay. We'll we'll devote one to it. I, I this is already because like, it can be a long, yeah. <laughs>
1: long episode.
0: You're right, that's a great she, point. She,
1: she has a like 500 page book, yeah, right. Written,
0: <laughs> okay, it's not 500 pages, uh, but uh, whatever,
1: <laughs> but yeah,
0: all devoted to Akmal. It's the wonder of Akmal. That's what the title is. Yeah. Uh, no that's actually a really great idea I think we can definitely explore partners on stage and then partners in life at another time because it does add it does add a fascinating nuance to the whole situation because because it was our bond that was growing in school that allowed us to grow in life as well because like I said we had no means traditional means rather to communicate But I want to touch upon how our bonds growing in the school, our connection as partners, and the risks we were able to take. I, I spoke about this last week and how important it is to create this safe nurturing space to really push and provoke the boundaries of your partners, of the play, of the scene, to bring something new every time and to be able to take those risks and find those beautiful moments of improvisation, we need that basic foundational trust and respect and safety of the partner. And that all comes from developing the feeling and not just in one class, Every class, this was a focus. Every subject from tumbling on the floor of plastics and like running into each other because we had no feeling of space or attention on the partner and we'd be cursing each other out for kicking someone in the head or something like that. It's, it's, just so so vital to approach it from different angles. And over time, I can't emphasize enough how important time is in this process and how we have to honor that building real, authentic, truthful relationships requires fertile amounts of time. And we deserve that as creatives and and culturally, and as an audience too. We deserve to dive into deep engagement with art and creativity. Uh, But I do wanna touch upon our scene we did, our étude, and I'll, I'll devote a whole new episode to etudes in the future because whoa, 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 it's like, so such an important principle of what I believe is creating a life of artistry, not just being an actor, but creating something from nothing. But that's later on. So <laughs> English English lesson, our scene that we developed. So I mentioned this in my artistic journey, I believe, we never got to dramatic text until the sixth semester. We never got to characters until the second, so that's the, second, the end of the second year. We didn't get to characters until the beginning of the second year, so the fourth semester. So in semester two, we were focusing on, I am in a circumstance, I am in a given circumstance. And Alkmal approached me with an idea to build a sketch. And I was terrified because I didn't have the means to communicate. But I knew all the amazing warm feelings he gave me. On stage and off, uh, I wanted to explore further. So how do you think that our connection from school influenced our connection in life and vice versa? How our connection in life allowed us to create in school to such a degree?
1: well it was just it was constant uh, constant learning uh of one another because in school you see how how your partner is performing or how he's bringing all these etudes and you learn about him because he's being honest number one and uh, those stories or etudes probably uh, did happen or and they came out of her imagination so you are learning about your partner a lot when you're just watching what they're bringing to the stage and yeah it was a constant uh constant learning about you and and bringing and just bringing that idea to you uh sketch it was my way of getting closer to you because i thought it was a great opportunity <laughs> i was like well i should create something where we can hold each other hug each other potentially maybe even kids <laughs> so
2: <laughs> oh, yeah anyway no it's uh, it's I, funny I, I, yeah.
0: Oh, I'm so sly. <laughs> you're, you're, very, you're suave and sly. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> sly as a fox. Sly as a fox. But that was uh, with our... I mean, I, I had a different experience because I knew the feelings I was developing for you outside of the stage. I wanted to... I was very delicate about how we explored on stage because I didn't want anyone to know. I didn't want my teachers to think i was not serious about the work or you know i was still figuring myself out there i was only there for four or five months at that time
1: i wanted everyone to know Yep. (laughs) i wanted everyone to be like okay like whatever (laughs) she's his girlfriend (laughs) that's it no one touched her Oh. It's so so... <laughs> I wanted that.
0: But it also but it also provided us the opportunity. Like I thought because we were rehearsing in the veneer of the sketch that we could that it was okay if someone came in the room and saw us kissing because we were just rehearsing. We were just working on yeah, our I, I, I bet they knew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I thought we were we were pretty pretty good, but we learned later on that we weren't as <laughs> yeah, um, I can't even find the word as, as sly as we believe to be. But I wanted to say that that kind of capacity to experiment and explore with one another and also incorporate our uh, desire to speak and inability to speak. We, we explored this English lesson. Um, you know, Akhmai was teaching me Uzbek and I was teaching in English and then everything moved from there. But it was just a really profound gateway to the partner on stage and in life because we had this magnetic sketch. It was so good. It was so fun to play. It garnered the most fruitful reactions. It was just an amazing thing. It was the climax of the exam. And I know it's because of our bond on stage and off. So I'm just so excited that we get to share this with you now and we get to continue the conversation because... We're, we're always working, we're always building these bonds on stage and off, and that's what makes it so wonderful. So I just want to say thank you everyone for your time. This episode is much longer than we anticipated, which is great. You know, it's, it's, it has a life and breath of its own. But I want to leave um, with three questions I have with Akmal and then our traditional blah, 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 speech for the stage, elocution riffs. So, Akmal, mm. what <laughs> does the wish, specifically the actor's wish, mean to you?
1: Uh, To me, it's finding the truth. Finding the truth in everything you do on stage. Feel, if you don't feel, then don't do it. (laughs) But it's... (laughs) But sometimes it's good to go uh, mechanically because, you know, sometimes you're on the stage and you're like, oh my God, I cannot wait until I feel. So uh, you go like technically, which is good. But when you're rehearsing and you're learning, it's always good to learn and look for the truth, find that truth. So to me, it's a big challenge and big um wish just mm-hmm. to find the truth for myself first of all and for my character and for whatever i'm doing on stage mm. yeah
2: lovely
0: second question what is a current obstacle in your life creative or normal life that you are currently overcoming
1: mm think it's um believing in myself you know Mm -hmm. um (laughs) because because your head your thoughts are very powerful sometimes they can um bring you into this maze where you can get lost so finding and believing in myself and knowing that I can do it, whatever I'm doing, and knowing that I can
2: succeed in anything I am doing and I will be doing,
1: it's very important. So that belief is also challenging. It's a lot of work. So, yes, believing in myself in my power, in that talent that was given to me.
0: Mm. So, yes. Fantastic. And the third question: What are you excited about creating right now?
1: I'm um, excited creating. I don't know. I guess a lot of things. Being just you know, getting getting up in the morning, making your own food, making um, reading, or just creating something for your own. Uh, it's very important, very exciting, exciting. So I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm very just very excited just to be alive every day and just being able to create. I guess
2: okay. not what
1: I'm creating or what will be I will be creating, but it's just being alive and just being able to create every day. That's
0: exciting. That's so beautiful. That's a, a, a marvelous note to close this episode on. Wow, how can we follow that? (laughs) How can we do speech for the stage after that? Uh, So, Akmal, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you guys are getting an insight into all of his sounds. I swear, he can make his own soundscapes. It's, it's, you'll hear it like a lion roar someday from our third semester of animals. (laughs) But Akmal, can you please give us some consonants to play with today? First thing that comes to your head. I mean heart. <laughs>
1: uh okay. Um, uh to be, to be, to bo, to boo, to bah, to be. Ho! i
0: oh, oh. <laughs> that's, that's an awesome yeah. awesome uh, tribute to to be. Uh Akmal wonderfully demonstrated the Russian consonant to vowel exploration, but I will move it into English. So thank you for the consonant T, and thank you for the consonant B, <laughs> to B T B, TB, and we'll do something like we did last week. So we have our vowels, A, E, I, O, U. We have the consonant T, the consonant B, and we'll go to TB and then inverse it to B, T, okay? So get your articulators buzzed and ready. I did my warm-up beforehand. I hope you were able to as well. I have, for reference, some of those on YouTube if that interests you to explore further. So, we have Vinyamanya, attention, Machile, begin. Te, ti, tai, to, tu. Baby, bye, bo, bu. Tebe, TB, Tai by, Tobo, Tubu. And the inverse? Bete, BT, Baitai, Boto, Butu. What do you think, Agumai? Can you give us the Russian one again? Because it's so nice, Tubi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's TB, TB,
2: TBO, Tubu, TBA. To be,
0: to be, it is, no, to be, <laughs> something like that. It's beautiful. Thank you all so much for being here, for sticking with us to the end. akmai where can people find you and come say hi and hang out and learn and collaborate?
1: Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm not active on Instagram, <laughs> to be honest, but I promise I will be. Uh, it's simple. The, akmal Rakimov.
0: and i'll have that in the show notes
1: yes and also you can find me i recently opened my uh, youtube channel uh, which is called akmal Rakimov, where i upload uh videos of me just acting and doing scenes from books yeah, yeah. things that inspire me so i'll be doing that every every week so yeah
0: so you're still creating etudes. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, let's all create etudes. Let's all do it together. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for your hearts and your time and your open minds. Thank you for being here. Uh, always give me a shout out on Instagram at Setabanda or write me a wish letter, impulse at actor Please also reach out to Akmal and let him know what you thought, what you felt, anything you connected upon. And we just cannot wait to hear from you and develop this conversation further. All right. I'll catch you on the next episode. Take care, everyone. Bye thank you so much for joining me and pressing play on yourself today if this episode resonated with you be sure to share it with a friend or leave a review on itunes we are building the ensemble so the more people who see it the more rich and diverse our collective will be if you're looking for extra inspiration come find me on instagram at sarabanda I am so eager to connect and I'll be ready with a new task for us to explore next week. In the meantime, enjoy the process. Just remember to lead with your wish.